0: Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. I want to take a few minutes just to kind of talk to you about what we see for 2020. Many of you will be aware of the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge is the bridge uh, that leads people into San Francisco. It's the sort of thing you see on many TV shows and films. It's an incredible uh, piece of architecture. It was completed in 1937, uh, so it's almost 80, you're over 80 years old. But it started being built some 20 years earlier, when they dug the foundations, and they poured thousands and thousands and thousands of of tons of concrete under the waterline. You will never see, hopefully, the concrete underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. But if it wasn't there, the bridge would not be successful. You can't build anything unless you have a solid platform to build from. The bridge wouldn't be um, able to help people cross the road in millions, 25 million cars a year cross that road, if it hadn't got a solid foundation. And the truth is church can get complicated. Maybe you're sitting here this morning going, oh, really all these numbers, I'm just getting lost in it. Uh, Those were the simple numbers. They're the headline numbers. The truth is you start thinking about um, uh, you know, things like uh, DBS and policies and systems and church suite and uh, uh, health and safety and HR requirements. These are things that we have to do legally. Some of the things that we're obliged to do as a charity and as a, an organization in our country, we have to do these things. But you know what? Those things are really important, but they're not the things that we see above the waterline. We need to build below the waterline so we can see what's going on above, so we can put foundations in place. The purpose of the church is not to create policies and procedures and to do DBS checks. But we have to do those things if we want to serve the needs of our community. It took me a while to realise but every orchestra needs a conductor. Every football team needs a manager. Every house needs is always built on a foundation. But the truth is that a conductor doesn't play a single note. A football manager, I don't think, rarely, scores a goal. And it would be a very uncomfortable home if you left it just with its foundations. That is the starting point. You need those things, but by themselves, they're not the answer. In the same way, very many aspects of church is unseen, but it's essential. 2 Corinthians 4 says these words, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And we talk about that, about putting our foundations on Christ, the cornerstone himself, that he is our ultimate foundational uh, place, that we should fix our eyes on Jesus. We should give him our full attention, which we talked about the last couple of weeks. And we're investing in what is unseen. And so we are deliberately and intentionally in 2020, we're going to do some work around consolidation. I know it doesn't sound very exciting, the idea of consolidation, of clarity, of consistency. These aren't words that get everyone whooping like they did when Tim read out all the numbers. I understand that. But we're going to build below the waterline. We're going to work on what is unseen. We're going to strengthen Freedom Church. And we're going to strengthen the activities we're already doing, rather than keep creating new, new, new and exhausting ourselves. Reducing it down to four very key areas. Because, you know, when we get complex and every organization gets complex, we create confusion. You know, one of the reasons I wrote that book that you probably fed up me talking about that hasn't come out yet on the 10th of February. I call it simply church. because I think the church, when it gets complicated, we're our worst. And we need to make sure we focus on not dumbing things down, but consolidating and strengthening so we can give clarity to who we are. And this process started in July last year, went away for a day away as a leadership team. And the, um, some of the oversight team members came and joined us. We had a great time of, of prayer, of prophecy, of saying, what is it God's saying to us for 2020? And this word consolidation came up over and over again. We, we thought we need to kind of understand what was the early church about in Acts chapter two. We want those same values the early church had. That They loved having meals together. They used to do that with joy, that they want to make sure they're following the apostles teaching, that miracles and signs and wonders, that prayer and worship and awe was really really important part of our church community. We want those things, but we also want to make sure we're fulfilling the Great Commission. So go into whole, all the world to make disciples, to preach the good news. That we wanted to be our story. So we came up with this line about leading people in the pursuit of Jesus, to see lives and communities transformed. That's what we're about. If people ask you, what is it your church does? You say, that's what we do. We lead people in the pursuit of Jesus to see lives and communities transformed. It's the Great Commission in a different language. We are committed to that. But to give some clarity to you, I want to just point out to you four things that we're going to do as Freedom Church in 2020. Four things we're going to focus on. Four things we're going to give our energy towards. Some of it will already become obvious to you in what's already been said. But number one is, we are fully committed to meeting together on our Sunday gatherings you know we are not going to stop meeting together good news yeah that's a good idea yeah great oh we're okay that acts two things all the believers are meeting together in one place you know when we planned some of this last summer we were in two services we had no intention at that point to go back to one But there's something about us regrouping and regathering that feels like God's people all in one place together. And I've loved these last few weeks. Some of the conversations I've had over tea and coffee before and afterwards, outrageous, Um, has been amazing. And I've just loved spending time with people and getting to know people more and and enjoying people's company as well as encountering God in fresh ways in our Sunday meeting. We are committed to creating encounter opportunities in our Sunday gatherings. We want to make them as great as we possibly can. Not slick, not perfect, but God-centered, full of God's people, seeing lives transformed. I want people to come in here on a Sunday and leave different I want people to encounter God. When you encounter God, everything should change. We talked about some of that last week. And one of the key opportunities to help develop some of that, we're encouraging people to make wildfires in May a key opportunity to go away and enjoy the wildfires event. Um, many of the 24/7 prayer um, church communities will be there, and Lizzie is our champion uh, for that. If you want to get along there, a number of families are already booked in, and I know Ben and Beth and the youth are going to be going along as well. If you want to get signed up, get a hold of that quickly. You can find it on our website information there, and we'd love you to come along. We're keen that we create encounter opportunities and our Sunday meeting is one of those key ones all good so far number one we're still meeting don't worry nothing's changing nothing's stopping and number two is um as we mentioned the last couple of weeks connect groups our places of gathering go back one there you go connect groups is really important I love this verse in Thessalonians 5 to encourage each other and build each other up just as you're already doing This stuff is already happening. Some of this is already going on. People are already meeting in small groups. I love the fact that almost half our regular attenders were in small groups in the autumn time. Well, we're carrying on with those opportunities. And I know some of you are already doing it. But I encourage you to get together with other people. It's not about connect groups per se. It's about being part of a community. It's about belonging. And so whether for you, there's always connect groups going on, whether for you, it's all about um, getting on to the football which starts this Friday. My son Levi is running. Some of you are more excited than you probably should be about that. And or whether you want to come a Kintsugi Hope, which Joe Topley will be leading, um, or there's a couple more spaces on the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course I'm running on Tuesday nights. or there's the regular traditional connect groups, which will be running a new teaching series starting next week. Get yourself along. Find yourself a place of belonging. People want to be needing and known and part of something. And, and also, you may have think, I, there's a group I would love to start. Could I start a new group? can i create a group and these termly models of connect groups running for a few minutes each a few um 10 weeks each sorry a few minutes we could do that maybe that's the way it will go <laughs> fast-track uh, connect groups, a few weeks at a time. If you want to participate, then speak to Tim, speak to Joe. I'm sure they would love to hear from you because there's so many different p- parts of our church community and we don't want to assume everyone works the same way. So firstly, we have Sundays, nothing's changing. Secondly, we want to gather in our connect groups. Um, and then thirdly, this is a, an area that I really feel um, quite um, really f- focused on at this moment, time. is about personal discipleship that I want us to be a church that grows. And I'm not just talking about numbers. I'm talking about people. That if you're part of Freedom Church for a number of years and you haven't grown spiritually, then we haven't done a very good job. That's the truth. And last year, I spent a lot of time considering this and thinking, how are we helping people grow as followers of Christ? How are we leading people in the pursuit of Jesus? It's not for me to tell you how to live your life. It's for me to give you the tools so you can go and discover Jesus for yourself. It can't be, can I just email the office every time I need a question answered. It's I need to be digging into praying and speaking to God and discovering the source of life, God himself. And so we've, we've coming up with this, what we're calling at the moment, uh, a First Steps program program. With nine stages where I've developed, um, and Tim's been really helpful in some of this. Uh, but we're going to be launching that in the autumn time. We're just making sure it works, first of all. So I want to let you know that's happening. We've got a plan, and we're pulling some things together. Um, but I'm really committed to seeing people grow. And I want to see, as we said last week, people seeing those fruits of the Spirit becoming a normal activity in our lives. And I want to see, if you are part of this church, uh, like we said last week, if you, if, you, know, if you or your baby didn't grow and in 10 years still look like a baby we'd be really quite worried there'd be a lot of medical people running around and the same way as spiritual babies if we stay as babies for many many years I would suggest that we haven't fully encountered God we got a bit stuck somewhere and I want to help you grow as followers of Christ that is the great commission to go into the world to make disciples and we want this to be a church that makes disciples that makes disciples you're here today because somebody spoke to you about Christianity, spoke to you about faith, invited you to church. It's always somebody that does that. Could you be that person for someone else? This verse in Proverbs 27 is, iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We make changes to one another as we communicate with each other and invest in each other as we build these foundations in one another's lives so we grow stronger. And the other thing to mention in this area of growth is we're bringing back the conference. I had some complaints. I know, thank you. We had some complaints. The conference wouldn't, wasn't on last October. We're bringing it back. It's a great weekend, a chance to grow, and we've got some wonderful people lined up to come and speak, in, in, including, um, I mentioned Mike Andrea earlier, who's the senior leader of uh, 24-7. Here we come and speaking. We've got a great lineup of people. We'll announce more of it later on in the year. But just say, the conference is back. Uh, booking the dates, I think it's 9th to the 11th of October. I'm looking at everyone. Everyone's looking at me a bit confused. It's definitely 9th, 10th, or 11th of October. I'm cold. Confident. Sort of. Book that in your diaries. If it's a Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I'm correct. If it's not, I've got the wrong dates. Um, But let's get that to the conference in your diary, a place to grow. So firstly, Sunday mornings, investing in those. Secondly, connect groups. Thirdly, personal discipleship and growth. And lastly, uh, we just heard a little bit there about freedom matters. Um, on Thursday this week, uh, Tim and I sat in a, an all-day, no, Wednesday this week, all-day meeting uh, with the Ashfield Partnership talking about the White Knapp development. There's 1,300 homes being built. Doesn't matter what you think about that. We were in that room having these conversations. And they invited us. We were, they wrote to us a number of months ago, would you be in this room because we value as a stakeholder here in this town? And we were there with councillors, uh, with people from the health service and different agencies, uh, Test Valley Borough Council, uh, the town council. we were in the room because they think this, the Freedom Church has something to offer to the local community. I want the Romsey and the surrounding villages that we support and if wherever you come from to be better because you're there. I want us to influence our community and to truly make a difference. I want them to know that when Freedom Church is there, it changes things, because we carry the spirit of God, and wherever we go, we carry that saltiness, we carry that bright light into dark places, we make a difference. And I love that verse that, Joe, uh, that read earlier from Job 5: "So the poor have hope and injustice." shuts its mouth. We're committed as Freedom Church to truly getting involved in every aspect of some of the complex lives we're bumping up against. People don't have simple problems, we have complex problems and there are different sort of facets to that and I'm glad that we're investigating um, not just the, the CAP program and the Food Bank program which we've been running for a number of years now but also looking at TLG which is an incredible organisation. Just to add in there, I had a bit of a moment, Lottie, I'm on holiday in France, and I actually bumped into the CEO, you heard on the screen there, Tim Morfin, who was on a holiday, this is true, with the, the founder of CAP, John Kirkby. They were on holiday together, they do it every summer, and we were in France, we bumped into him, and he heard, he'd heard of me, and I'd heard of him, and we said, can we have a coffee? And he told me the story of TLG, and I was blown away. And he gave me his book and he signed it because I'm learning. That's what you're meant to do in books. It makes them less valuable. And he, he signed this book and he gave it to me. I was, and I read the book in just a couple of days. And I, I brought it back to the office. I said to Joe Topley, Joe, you need to read this book. We need to investigate TLG. And he said, oh, I'm already halfway through the book. I've been reading it myself. I went, that's amazing. And then, then later on that day, Joe messaged me. and She sent me a picture. That I, Is this the book you've been reading? Because... My husband Paul has just bought the book and it arrived from Amazon today. And I was like, wow, in literally in a few hours, three different people in our organization holding that book and going, there's something about this organization that have changed the lives of hundreds of children around our nation working in partnership with local churches. And I want us to investigate what could that look like for us? Could it be part of our Freedom Matters program? We're committed to make a difference. We're not committed just to do nice things to help people feel a bit better here on earth. We're committed to pointing people to Jesus, to leading people in the pursuit of Jesus. Nothing changes but no one's interested in what you want to tell them until they know they're interested in who they are and what they're dealing with at that time and we want to place create different places of, of, of access to the church to the community so we're connecting people well through the work of Freedom Matters and so we're also going to return the holiday club is coming back again it'll be at Romsey um, Abbey Primary School we're going to try and make that into a bigger week for our community we can do some other things we've got a barbecue planned. we've got um, a few other bits and pieces we want to do and we'd love to invite friends neighbours to those things to make it a really key area of our church life four things that we're going to focus on consolidation this year around the area of our Sunday meetings the area of our um, connect groups and gathering together the area of a personal discipleship and lastly making sure we're influencing through so the work of freedom matters that's the plan this year that we lead people in the pursuit of Jesus see lives and communities transformed is that good wonderful worship team come up here worship team come yeah. up. Let's all stand for a moment, Shui, Because I just want to say one last thing about this. Because I think as Tim writes at the beginning, you know, this is not about the work of man. You know, Men and women, we can do good things. We can help people do nice stuff. And that's, that's a lovely thing. But I'm not interested in just doing good things or just singing songs or just filling out diaries by doing something on a Sunday morning or just going to people's houses and having a coffee because it's a nice thing to do. I want to see lives transformed. I don't want to be satisfied with what we're doing. It's okay. I want to put down some foundations so we can grow stronger and grow further and make a bigger difference. Is that okay? And I I want to say this is through the power and the spirit of God. That God is working through us. That I am limited in what I can do. You are limited in what you do. But with God working through us, anything is possible. God is the God who can do more than we can ask or imagine. And so this year, as we focus on those four areas, we bed down, as we say, let's do our Sundays great. Let's do a really amazing job of delivering great children's program, youth services, worship times, encounter moments. Allow God to move that as we gather in homes and do a connect group in whatever order it might look like or kicking a ball around a sports hall, may we know the Spirit of God working through us and being with us. Whether we are enjoying developing as a personal disciple of Christ and we are helping and mentoring others to do that as well, may we know God at work through us and whether we are helping people pack bags for food bank clients or we are talking people through their Cap Life Skills program or working with TLG may we know that God is working through us he is our source he is our purpose let us can I just ask to thank God can I just ask to direct our applause to heaven and say God you are worthy of our praise so we thank you for what you have done and what you're going to do that your purposes are bigger and greater you are new every morning put a trust in you Lord God, I thank you. all the stories we've heard this morning or the, the stories we can celebrate are a tiny speck in the scale of what your church is doing across the world through centuries. But Lord, we want to play our parts. We want to make a difference. We want to change our communities. We want to transform lives and communities around us. But we want people to know that it's because of you, that you are the one that's leading us and we want to lead others to you as well. Father God, may the story of Freedom Church never be one of aren't they clever, but maybe one of isn't their God amazing? Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.